Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, October 21st. With 18 days to go until the midterms, some big political heavyweights are on the campaign trail. And get prepared, because each and every day there are going to be voting-related conspiracies, charges, countercharges that we're going to have to work our way through In the aftermath of 2020, this is going to be one of the most observed elections in American history. The fact that Donald Trump has tried to pretty much eradicate Mike Pence from the Republican Party hasn't stopped his former vice president from raising a ton of money, campaigning for anybody and everybody that is willing to have him and sees him as a potential plus as he tries to build up a political operation that can set up a 2024 presidential run, irrespective of what Donald Trump is doing. That travel includes going to Georgia, key battleground state, to stump. Pence also plans trips to Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and more. Today, he's expected to appear at a fundraiser for the Kansas Republican gubernatorial candidate, Derek Schmidt, and raised almost $100,000 in a week or so, which Schmidt's campaign was quite stunned by and quite happy with. So Pence's operation trying to show it's still got some muscle, even if Donald Trump tries to make Pence a persona non grata inside his magafied GOP. And I'm not just making up his 2024 desires. Give a listen to Mike Pence. He was in Washington, D.C. earlier this week when he was asked if he would back Donald Trump if he's the nominee for president in 2024. This was his response after a very pregnant pause. Well, there might be somebody else I'd prefer more. You know, what I can tell you is I'm, I have every confidence that the Republican Party is going to sort out leadership. All my focus has been on the midterm elections, and it'll stay that way for the next 20 days. But after that, we'll be thinking about the future, ours and the nation's, and uh, I'll keep you posted, okay? <laughs> And the president of the United States, Joe Biden, out on the campaign trail as well today, this time putting his student loan forgiveness plan front and center. Again, this is part of that look what we've done tour that Joe Biden has been on of late. He was in Dover, Delaware today as he tried to get young people excited about this policy prescription that he put forth just a few weeks ago. And today... We're following through on a promise I gave to millions of Americans with student loans, just a little more breathing room. Together, we're making our democracy deliver for the American people. We're nearing the 6 million votes cast mark across 39 states in the early voting data we have so far. And it's obviously too early to know exactly what turnout will look like at the end of the day. But again... These early vote numbers continue to be on pace with the 2018 midterms. That was one of the highest turnout elections for a midterm election in decades of American political history. So this has the potential to be a very high turnout election. And we also know in the aftermath of 2020, in the reality that Donald Trump has gotten a huge swath of his party to commit to the lie that he told about the 2020 election, that it was somehow illegitimate or fraudulent when it was not, that this election is going to likely have a lot of voting controversies in it. And both parties are preparing political and legal strategies around this. CNN looked at some 
county offices across the country and found how states are grappling with more cases of local election officials attempting to sow doubt in the very electoral process. We're seeing election officials spread totally baseless fears around voting machines and election security in places like Georgia, Colorado, Michigan, Nevada, Texas, and elsewhere. This obviously could have a pretty significant impact on voters' distrust about the process. Yesterday, we talked about a report of voter intimidation in Arizona. Well, today, Arizona's Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, who is the Democratic nominee for governor there, said that her office is preparing for her Republican opponent, Carrie Lake, who is an election denier from 2020, to challenge the election results. We knew that she was going to start making these unsubstantiated claims of fraud, just like Trump did in 2020. We are overseeing an election that we know is secure and fair. And I know that the results we certify are going to be accurate, whether I'm the winner or Carrie Lake is the winner. That last part that she's going to certify no matter what the outcome of the election is, was a clear dig at what Carrie Lake was saying when she was interviewed by my colleague Dana Bash on Sunday when pressed whether or not she would accept the election results. I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. If you lose, will you accept that? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. One specific example of concern along these lines came courtesy of my colleague Drew Griffin's reporting from Georgia's Spalding County, where the chairman of the Board of Elections has acted with 2020 election conspiracies in mind. Ben Johnson, the county chairman, is in charge of certifying the county's election results, and he believes that the 2020 presidential election was fraudulent. Obviously, that's incorrect, but that's what he believes. And now the Fulton County Grand Jury intends to subpoena him and two other county officials as part of its investigation into efforts to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. Johnson has said on social media that he wants electronic voting machines, early voting, and mail-in voting all to be banned. One of his actions upon taking office, Johnson voted not to renew the county's contract with Dominion Voting Systems. As we've talked about on this podcast in the past, Dominion is a frequent target of 2020 conspiracy theorists. Johnson refused to comment on the issue when Drew Griffin asked because he thinks it's, quote, a witch hunt. Griffin did speak with one of Johnson's fellow board members, Dexter Wimbish. Here's what he had to say. The community has concerns about officials who are in positions where they could potentially uh, impact the outcome of an election. There is a concerted effort to suppress the vote of people in this country. Uh, There is an effort to make people believe that the government um, does not believe in democracy. And that's, that's, just not, that's just not true. The controversy here in this county or other isolated counties in Georgia does not seem to be slowing down the early voting pace in Georgia. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger said today a record level of voters turned out in the first four days of early voting. Over 520,000 ballots have been cast. He said that's a 53% increase from this same time frame in 2018. As I said, both Republicans and Democrats are armed with just legions of lawyers and political strategists around this very issue. Where indeed we are going to be reporting out for the next several weeks, if an issue arises, you know, is it a legitimate area of concern? Is someone just trying to make political hay? There's going to be a lot of focus on trying to separate the wheat from the chaff when it comes to various allegations that get made. But as we saw in 2020, the thing that is going to keep this on the tracks is that 
If there are elections officials with oversight of the elections who, no matter what their partisan leaning is, are committed to a fair counting of the ballots and a fair certification process, that is the thing that got the democracy through all those 2020 challenges. And it will be on those same folks to get the country through this 2022 election as well. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Abby Swanson is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Faz Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterling. We'll be back Monday. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.